Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm Minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful uh, to be able to share with you uh, once again. Now, folks, look, I'd love you to be able to uh, join with us. Uh, look, if you'd like to share a positive thought, uh, a comment on one of the issues that we discuss, or if you'd simply like to say uh, hello to us, uh, you can actually do that by texting us. Our studio text number uh, is right here on 04888. 80811 04888880811 any thoughts comments or feedback that you'd like to give it we'd really appreciate uh that uh that feedback um now look this this week we're looking at the theme steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus how important is this particular subject uh, to be able to walk with Jesus day by day uh in a growing dynamic manner uh then this is the issue that we're looking at this week. Yesterday, we asked, what is God really like? Uh, I really appreciated that program. I was uh, I was certainly listening to it. Uh, we have an evening seminar every Monday evening over at, uh, at my Brighton church. And uh, uh, while I was over there, I was actually uh, listening to the, uh, to the evening uh, program. It was really an incredible blessing. If you missed that, uh, that is something that's uh, well worth replaying playing on our on our app. Uh, now today uh, we are asking what is humanity's greatest need? Uh, you know, there are so many, as I look at our, our world right now, our world is really spiraling, almost out of control. Uh, what is humanity's greatest need? Uh, we're going to have um, uh, Pastor Eric Hoare uh, is going to be uh, sharing uh, with us today. And, of course, Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And it is fantastic uh, to have him back uh, on board again. In fact, this is going to be his last week for a, for a couple of uh, weeks. Now, welcome to you, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Gary. What a beautiful day. But what's brought for, for me today, nice to see the sun shining. But coming in, I had to fill up with diesel and um, my wallet's a wee bit lighter. Uh, a wee bit lighter. Goodness <laughs> me, my friend. <laughs> Things are just uh, incredibly moving when you look at, uh, you know, interest rates and fuel and cost of living and rents. It's uh, We live in a world ever-changing and it's becoming more and more dire for many, many people. Uh, as we were talking about before, to bring up a child and to bring up teenagers through this time of, uh, of the year, yeah, I mean, this time and age, Years back, it was it was quite uh, pleasurable to to do that to to a degree, but today yeah. there are lots of worries around, isn't there? And there is, there is that, that, that's so true. And uh, of course, right now, all our our good mates over there on the uh, east coast, my hometown yeah. of Sydney, is getting yeah. really swamped at the at, at the present time. And goodness me, they're saying that the uh, prices are going to be uh, going up because, of course, the uh, uh, market gardeners are being uh, totally decimated at uh, at this particular uh, point in time. And some uh, of 
of those people I heard too in Sydney and that it's the third or fourth time they've been flooded out. Yeah, yeah, How devastating yeah. is that? But listen, Pastor Gary, there's uh, good news too. I believe you're a through the grapevine, I heard you're a granddad again. I am, I am. I, 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 I'm rejoicing greatly because, uh, yeah, no, that was something uh, incredibly, incredibly special. Just since our last program, I uh, I became a granddad again, and uh, uh, it's fantastic, uh, you know, to uh, to actually uh, see, uh, you know, your children um, moving ahead in life in a positive, in a positive way. And, uh, yeah, no, that was an incredible blessing. Well, your clan is growing. So my, on behalf of the listeners, my congratulations. I think a boy. A boy, a boy. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really is. It's uh, yep. uh, a wonderful time of life. And I understand you're, of course, not going to be here for two uh, two weeks because you're going on holidays. Yes, yes. Uh, now, where are you going to, Eric? Well, hopefully we can make it out. I haven't had COVID yet, so I'm praying that uh, all will be well with my wife and I, we haven't had the flu, nothing like that. So we're kind of isolating a bit at the moment, but we're, we're planning to go to Cairns uh, for two weeks. We're going to hit the, the warmer weather. And even oh. though they've had a bit of rain over there, apparently the weather's looking good for, for next week. So we're planning just to relax and uh, and have a nice time there. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. I love Cairns. And I mean, mm. I, I've certainly lived in Queensland uh, three or four times and certainly up in Townsville on oh. uh, on one, uh, one occasion for four years and uh, visited Cairns many times. Love the Atherton Tablelands, and you know I do want to say hello to our good mates up there because uh, uh, that is a wonderful part of the world. I love uh, visiting uh, Cairns, the Atherton Tablelands up there, you know, up in Mareeba, and uh, uh, of course you've got Innisfail, and uh, yeah, that's right. And there's a lovely beach there that we found a little hideaway. If anybody's going up to Cairns, it's called Etty Bay, E T T Y. Beautiful beach. The only thing that put me off was down one end. It says crocodiles could be around that area but uh, it's such a beautiful beach and unlike Mission Beach there's usually not a great lot of people on that beach and they have the cassowaries wandering down at night they, a couple of them come through yeah, the, the yeah. campground you're yeah. camping right on the beach it's beautiful oh, yeah. uh, no there's some beautiful beautiful spots up that uh, that part yeah. of the world but look let's come to our uh, world uh, uh, religion news report uh, because uh, there is so much that's happening in the world uh, of uh, of religion and particularly uh, the uh, uh, news seems to be just bubbling up uh, day by day. Uh, picked up a um, uh, an article entitled um, "Those Who Constantly Read the Bible Have Higher Levels of Hope." Now, this was a, a survey that was done by the American uh, Bible uh, Society, uh, and they've only just released uh, their third uh, the third chapter of this uh, annual State of the Bible report uh, and it did show that Americans who consistently read and apply the Bible have higher levels of hope and resilience now I found this to be an incredibly positive uh, news uh, news story sometimes we actually bring some of the challenges that certainly we're facing at this particular point in time but this was something that to me was uh, was very very positive. Um, the the article uh, says our research continues to confirm that consistent Bible reading uh, leads to hope and greater flourishing. Christians know that Jesus offers us a full life. There's no surprise there. Uh, but for those who are questioning their faith or even need reassurance after a hard season, the data validates that applying the truths of Scripture leads to better health better relationships and a higher sense of purpose and meaning, all the while 
bringing us closer to God, said John Farquhar, uh, PhD, uh, and Director of Ministry Intelligence for the American Bible Society. To put it simply, the Bible's message is not only spiritually transformative, it also transforms how we experience life on earth. There is restoration and healing in the Word of God, and we urgently need to point our hurting neighbors toward that life-changing truth. Chapter 3 of the State of the Bible uh, found that in every category on the Human Flourishing Index, scores have jumped back to pre-pandemic levels or exceeded them. In 2021, it notes that uh, uh, those uh, those values did actually uh, fall. Now, look, Eric. One of the things I'm really conscious of is that you know we really uh, take for take for granted that uh, you know Christians we we have hope in the in the resurrection. Uh, but this report is actually dealing with the here and the now. Now, look, what's been your experience with the Bible and hope? I mean. Do you think Bible reading engenders hope? Well, when you look around the world, Pastor Gary, and you look that uh, the Bible is still one of the best sellers around the world after all these years, that many people are finding hope in the Bible. And I truly do. I, As I read the book, uh, What Jesus Has Left Behind, and understand that those words can change people and felt that change, uh, it does bring you, uh, it's more than hope, it's actually reality. Because when you have a relationship with Jesus and you trust the writer, you trust his word, because of prophecy, because of things that have been fulfilled, but more than that, about the great um, sacrifice that he did for us, it tells us here that this is something special. And when you accept that and put it into your life, it, there's nothing else in this world in a changing world that can bring you so much comfort and surety. Mm, mm. I think the word is surety in a, in a shifting world that we have today. Mm. And the mind is so is the thing that kind of controls us, but it also has to come from the heart and the mind together, the emotions we feel. So I think that um, what Jesus does through the Bible is that it actually gives us a surety of a pathway through our life but he's also changed us in the beginning, so we have a better life now yeah. leading to the future. And that yeah. brings me much hope and, and comfort. You know, one of the things that I really appreciated is just uh, just this last week, we, have, we of course, yeah. have a, a Bible study guide. We have a, uh, you know, a, a Bible study before the worship service each, uh, each week. And uh, this, uh, this particular, uh, there's a Bible study guide that we're working on at the present time. And this last week, the, the subject that we were studying, and I don't think we've ever studied it before it was actually the 23rd psalm which of course is the shepherd's psalm mm. and uh, just within that uh, that particular psalm it was amazing the message that does come out from that particular psalm i uh, uh, i did actually do some ancillary reading i, I picked up uh, for example charles spurgeon some of the things that he said on uh, that uh, particular psalm and he called it the pearl of all the psalms, and one of the things that, as uh, of course, as part of that psalm, is that um, uh, is a passage: "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." But the thing that jumped out at me is, why is it that I will fear no evil? Well, the reason I'll fear no evil uh, is uh, because uh, 
for the shepherd to be able to use the rod and the staff. And of course, they were protective devices uh, for the for the sheep. For him to be able to protect the sheep, he had to be very close to them. Mm. And uh, to me, uh, when I realised that, I thought, hey, uh, David is really saying something incredibly powerful uh, in this particular psalm and then I, I I realized I started to understand why I in my research just for for teaching it I, I discovered that um, uh, Prince Philip and uh, um, Queen Elizabeth actually had uh, the 23rd psalm sung to the crimin tune on the day of their wedding now of course that was before I was actually born mm. um, but you know it's directed her life. And uh, as I look at that, mm. I turn around and say, hey, here is something that's providing hope and comfort. But tell me, is there a particular passage in the Bible that really jumps out at, at you that, uh, that says, uh, says to you, hey, you know, this is something that gives me incredible reassurance? It's really the one that, um, that uh, tells us or t- spoke to me very strongly but that while I was still yet a sinner, Jesus came to me. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of those. The, the things that I, I concentrate on now when I preach or when I study, I, I just love the parables and the hidden meanings that Jesus Jesus used the things that were around him, but he brought in such meaningful illustrations through parables about seeking the lost. And my heart is always seeking the lost. And when, when we share that in Bible study time, with our Aboriginal folks on a Wednesday, it's it's interesting because Pastor Gary, you mentioned that those that psalm. You probably read it before many times, but then it, there's always something in there that can inspire you. And yeah. when I hear the Aboriginal people reading them and bringing out their thoughts. That adds such a dimension to a new believer coming in yeah. to to the thought pan. I thought, hey, I've never seen it that way. And that's one of the things I really appreciate, particularly with our indigenous people. Our indigenous people, a lot of, uh, a lot of them actually have a very deep spirituality. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I have, I've certainly had the privilege of, of ministering to uh, a number of our indigenous people from, from time to time. And that's the thing that really jumps out at me. There is a deep spirituality and their understanding of the word of God is often, uh, better. Uh, than many uh, conventional Christian people. Yeah, and their prayers are very powerful. They're very sincere, very strong, because they're really depending on the Lord, and, and, and it comes out and just the way they speak. It's uh, it, it's not glossy uh, talk. It, it's really down-to-earth things that really mean so much to them, yeah, and it yeah. ma- makes a big difference. And their power of prayer is what they really believe in as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, folks, I, I would really recommend to you, I mean, this Bible Society um, report is actually... Actually, so so powerful. To put it simply, the report says the Bible's message is not only spiritually transformative; it also transforms how we experience life on Earth. Uh, to me, when I read that, I thought, "Hey, how true that is!" It's certainly been true in uh, uh, in my experience. It's lifted me up in so many times uh, when uh, uh, when I have felt flat and uh, I believe that this uh, this report is just so true. Folks, let's come to some music. This is uh, uh, Jeff Bullock. Let's uh, uh, look at something uh, that uh, is uh, following the Australian theme today. This is Jeff Bullock, the great uh, Southland. Uh, please uh, enjoy uh, Jeff Bullock. This is your nation 
this is your land, this common future, this shared hope, land of reaping, this land of harvest, this is your land, this is a home. This is your nation, this is your land, this land of plenty, this land of hope. The richest harvest is in her people from age to age, his spirits come. Jeff Bullock, uh, the Great Southland. I remember many years ago uh, going to a, a concert put on by uh, by Jeff Bullock as he uh, sung uh, so many of the songs that he had uh, composed. Uh, it was a powerful uh, evening uh, as he uh, as he shared both his testimony and uh, and also his uh, his songs. Uh, now, of course, uh, today we do have a giveaway for you, and the uh, giveaway today is a book. It's entitled uh, "Surprised by Love." Now, this.
This is just a, uh, a small book. It's not large. But look, this is a really good devotional book. It's the unexpected rescue. It's talking about the unexpected rescue of God's children. This is the story of God's love for his children, his excitement and the plans he's made uh, to be together with them through all eternity. It's also the story about the kidnapping of God's children and what he did in order to rescue them. Uh, this first ever. Now, this is a uh, this is a, a book particularly for our for our ladies. So, uh, ladies, look if you particularly would like to to pick this one up. It's been written particularly for um, our uh, our ladies. Um, when uh, uh, when was the last time uh, that you were surprised by love? Um, the uh, the back cover says perhaps uh, it was somebody who sent you a gift. Uh, perhaps it was one one of your children uh, turned around and uh, and blew you a kiss. This is a this is a really a beautiful book. Surprised by love, the unexpected rescue of God's children. Uh, it's a devotional book. It's the sort of book that you can read first thing in the morning and really be uh, be lifted up. Now, look, if you'd like your own copy of Surprised by Love, uh, then please text us here at the uh, studio. Our text number is oh four triple eight. 80811 and uh, all you need to do is text us the code which is SA58 uh, now no gap between the SA and the 58 because that'll go directly to our robot uh, he was called Faithful and then they've changed his name uh, to Pilgrim I think uh, and uh, and so now he's uh, he's getting himself all uh, all confused but uh, folks you'll really love this particular book just um, text SA58 um, to uh our text number uh, 0488 uh, No one's going to contact you. Just simply our robot will ask you a few uh, a few questions so that we can get this uh, book to you in the uh, uh, in the fastest possible way. Uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And Eric, of course, ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church right here in uh, Adelaide. Um, and this week we are looking at the theme Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. And uh, yesterday we, we asked, what's God? What is he really like? And today we're asking, what is humanity's greatest need? Now, you know, I was, um, uh, I was looking online just, uh, uh, a day or so ago in preparation for this, uh, this program. And, uh, I came across an article that, uh, uh, talked about the seven greatest, uh, human needs. And I, uh, I wonder how complete it really is. Um, the seven great needs, according to this article, comfort, variety, significance, love, growth, contribution, and belonging. You know, as I read that, I thought, yes, they're all important needs, and I really would like to see every person have those needs fulfilled. But I just wonder sometimes if, in fact, a great spiritual need has not been left off of this, uh, this, particular, um, this particular list. So, Eric, humanity's greatest need, what is it? Well, it's interesting, Pastor Gary, because when you ask people what is their greatest need at the moment, uh, it varies so much from one to the other. But I guess a lot of us would probably even say things like um, 
Uh, if somebody is sick, my greatest need is to be healed of this illness. If you're unemployed, you may think my greatest need is to get a good job to provide for my needs. If you're single, you may think my greatest need is for a mate. If you're in a difficult marriage, you would think, oh, well, harmony in my marriage. And if you have a child that's ensnared by drug abuse, then your greatest need is for your child to be free from this addiction. And that, that of course, means so much to us. But to put things into priority, I, I, they're not our greatest needs. The greatest need of all is actually of every person, whether he recognises or not, is to know Christ and to have a wonderful relationship with him. And I always remember one Aboriginal lady who years ago didn't believe in Christ and who found comfort in Christ saying to me, um, she'd say, Eric, I, I uh, used to believe and worry about all the things in the world that were bothering me. But she says, now I put Christ first. Mm. I put family second, and I put myself third. All these things I mentioned before will work itself out if we put Christ first as an answer to all those problems that we struggle with every day. But the problem is, Pastor Gary, it takes a lot to... Because uh, uh, human nature, I, I worry about my family, I worry about these things, mm. is to actually give it over to Christ as a, our, my greatest need, is to have him have that burden as well, to share and to, and to look after that, and then everything falls into place. Yeah, it's interesting that you actually share that story about a uh, an indigenous uh, a person. I, I certainly well remember uh, way back at the very beginning of my ministry, I, I had the privilege of having a a wonderful indigenous lady as part of my my church. And you know, if ever there was a person who had been brought up rough, it's uh, it was this particular lady. She she had had it incredibly tough. She knew what abuse was all about. Uh, she understood uh, what it was to uh, live in a humpy in uh, those days. I remember her describing it uh, to me. Uh, I, I well remember um, how she she got married and uh, uh, the fellow that she got married to he. Uh, he had been addicted to the drink and uh, her life was incredibly difficult. The significant thing to me, however, was that each week at, at church we'd make some a statement like this. It was just a tradition in that church. Would anyone like to share a, something good that's happened to them this week? Uh, and every week uh, we... we I, I'm, I'm to this day, I, I stand in awe at what would happen every single week. Everyone knew that there was one person who was going to come out. Mm. And uh, every single week, uh, this same lady uh, came out. And every week, she just wanted to uh, share the good things that had happened to her this week. And she'd, uh, she'd talk about how early in the morning she was sitting out on the veranda. She was praying to her Heavenly Father. She was reading the Scriptures. And then she said, the Heavenly Father, he said this to me. And, you know, to me, as we listened to this, um, we, we were just totally convinced that, uh, God had, uh, communicated directly to her, uh, because, uh, the things that she shared were actually so, so deep. And yet, the thing that bounced out, uh, certainly at, uh, all of us in that congregation was, how can a person who's had a background, uh, like this lady's had, how can she possibly uh, live uh, and say the things?
things that she's saying. That's right. And and faith, you know, their faith is so strong when they, uh, they've been through so many things. Yeah. To be able to learn to trust a father in heaven, even though they've been abused here on this earth. Uh, but it's interesting, uh, Pastor Gary, that the devil is working overtime to take away the need for us to have of Christ. Mm-hmm. And in our modern society, uh, things have been sown like seeds of confusion and a lot of error. And uh, modern pagan society often deals with the problem of guilt by telling us that we don't need to worry about it. There was a, a bumper sticker that somebody wrote they saw, and on the back, excuse my language here, but it says, screw guilt. In other words, since guilt doesn't make me feel good about myself, which is the aim of my life, to make myself feel good, when my conscience condemns me, tell it to take a hike. Rather than being ashamed about our sins, we now celebrate them under the guise of being true to ourselves Mm -hmm. and not offending other people. We see that a lot in the world today where there is no morals, there's no pulling up of standards. Uh, I heard about, um, you know, the tennis player, Kyrgios, you know, and how people are saying it's so great to have somebody, uh, it's not mundane tennis anymore. And I heard a, a lady come on and say that uh, she h- hopes her grandchildren would, would watch him and this and that. But when you have somebody abusing a lion umpire for doing just their job and helping out, it really doesn't set a good tone in that area. And, yeah. and it's kind of the way that way we want to see, you know, a lot of people want to see this uh, sharpness that's You happening. know, one of the things that really stands out to me, Eric, is that, uh, you know, I, I'm so conscious that uh, there are so many who, who struggle with the big um, issues in their life, uh, and yet uh, they don't give Christianity or Christ even a chance. You know, uh, to me, one of the things that I'm, uh, you know, to me, and I appreciate what you've actually said there about this thing called called sin, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not something that we talk about very much today at all. You know, it's one of those things we, and you correctly said, we've pushed it into the background, and yet, do you think it's still damages us? Oh, it definitely does. When you look back to the original state of man, you know, when when we um, had a, uh, a perfect harmony, we had um, a perfect in, the, in our being, we were made in the image of Christ, uh, and we had a perfect uh, relationship with Adam and Eve, had the perfect relationship with God as well. And then because of um, that relationship, it was so peaceful, we can't understand that relationship yeah. that they had. It was absolutely beautiful. They were in a complete harmony with God. And when that happens back then, um, now we, since the fall, we, we now have this um, understanding of uh, of a perverseness in us that, that looks, that is sort of drawn towards evil, if you like, because we were born in the, we're made in the image of God. I believe that's not just the outside, I believe it's the inside as well, that we're in p- perfect harmony in his image in our character, yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. And it's been talked about too that uh, that if um, uh, we uh, came to heaven and we were still sinners, we would not find it a joy there. Yeah. Because we would not be in harmony 
with, with the, the principles of heaven. No, we would be so out of place that we would not be. We'd find no joy in even communicating with God because we have that. We would have that evil desire yeah. that we yeah. that would put us aside from that. And I think what you're talking about when the world today, why don't people turn to Christianity? There is a gap there uh, that people need to go to. That Christ is the only one that can reach into their hearts and change them. But they have this desire to do what everybody else is doing you know and that's the problem i so wish people gap. however would actually give christianity a go you know one of the things that to me i i really struggle with you know is when uh, somebody actually says to me oh look you know uh no i'm you know i'm going to stick with my my secular way of life you know mm-hmm. and uh, uh and yet you know you you ask them and say hey look you know would you like to actually give it a go just try it uh for you know Come to Jesus. I mean, he talks about test me, prove me, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's okay to actually do that. Um, but uh, I am conscious that uh, it, there is such a real reticence there uh, to actually take that step of trying me out. Yeah, I think one of the big things is that we try to do it ourselves. Um, I mean, Job 14.4 says, who can bring a clean thing out of something that's unclean? And Romans 8.7 says, the cardinal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, and neither indeed can it be. So on our own, we can't do it. Uh, we we try to get through this world the best way we can, and to have a... Uh, to, you can even be good, but not have Christ in your life. The Saviour said, uh, except a man be born from above, unless he shall receive a new heart, new desires, purposes and motives leading to a new life, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Um, so uh, what exists in man by nature since the fall is, is fatal deception. But the natural man cannot receive the, the, the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. He's in a dark place. But Christ says that we can be born again, that we can receive Christ into our life. That is, when we receive him, he changes everything. Now, for me, it wasn't an instant change. It was a, it was a pattern that happened. Um, and sometimes things things were changing within me that I didn't even know was happening mm. but the thing and to other people I've seen it where they've they've completely changed I can think of an Aboriginal man who who gave up the drink completely and uh, and uh, came to Christ and lived such a, uh, a happier life um, through well, I, that, I, I actually remember Eric uh, one time I was uh, in fact this occurred in New Zealand um, when I was uh, was ministering uh, uh, in our uh, in South New Zealand there and uh, we I actually had a uh, a young man uh, uh, came uh, came to me and uh, he he turned it and he was uh, he came to Christ and he was baptized but his background was that uh, he had actually in in those days, the drug of choice, he was a drug addict, um, the drug of choice in those days was heroin. Mm. And, uh, of course, heroin is incredibly addictive, and he was totally addicted to it. Uh, and um, he was baptised, and uh, I was talking about it uh, to him later, and he said to me, he said, uh, Pastor Gary, he said, did you know something? He said, that day when I was baptised, uh, I was higher, and he wasn't talking uh, drugs higher. He was talking spirit directed higher. He said, I felt higher that day than I have ever felt 
under heroin. He said um, that day, he said, um, the desire for heroin disappeared. Now, to me, it was a, it was a miraculous uh, testimony. Uh, but to actually have somebody say, in coming to Jesus Christ, I was able to deal with this issue of heroin really said a great deal to me. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And I think that <coughs> the thing is that um, when this mind change takes place, we've got to have a, a different heart. You know, a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You're dead. You're dead right on uh, on what you're actually saying there. Uh, this is actually so uh, so key. But look, let's come to some uh, some music. Uh, really, uh, really appreciate uh, uh, the music that we're given here on uh, uh, on Faith FM. Uh, let's come to Colin Buchanan, and it's uh, the measure of a of a man. Please enjoy. the river running dry and around the guns dads and mums lay with dogs under open skies and let the days slip by measure Found in the dollars in his pocket or in where he lives in town. It's what lies deep within, past the color of his skin. When we look there, we begin to understand the measure of Stand the measure of a man. 
that was uh, Colin Buchanan, uh, the measure of uh, of a man. Uh, really appreciated that. Uh, don't please don't forget our uh, giveaway book today is the book "Surprised by Love: The Unexpected Rescue of God's Children." This is an incredible uh, devotional uh, devotional book, and uh, uh, we uh, we're giving it uh, giving it away. Uh, if you would like your copy, uh, all you need to do is to text us here at our studio text number. That number's o four triple eight uh, eight oh eight eleven just text us the uh, code uh, and the code for today is sa fifty eight and uh, you'll be contacted by our robot and uh, his name's faithful now and uh, he will uh, get some details off you so we can get it to you in the fastest way possible uh, that's o four triple eight eight oh eight eleven and the code is sa uh, fifty eight and we want to say a, a really big uh, shout out and hello to uh, uh, part of uh, uh, pastor eric's uh, fan club uh, and uh, we just want to say hello to Suzanne um, because uh, uh, she's uh, she she really appreciates uh, all that you're actually presenting uh, eric and uh, so so we do want to say uh, say hello and thank you so much for your kind thoughts uh, Suzanne. Um, but Eric, look, bring it all together for us. We've got uh, uh, just a few minutes uh, are remaining. Well, the greatest need for mankind is salvation. That is the greatest need. And uh, the Bible tells us that there is only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is yeah. no other way. Yeah. And Jesus Christ is that name. Yeah. And if you hear of somebody preaching something different on that and presenting something else, understand it is only Jesus that can save us. He was sent here by his Father. He has direct uh, relationship with his Father. He revealed his Father to all us on earth. And it's, it's not good enough really to understand that God is uh, loving and kind uh, and uh, you know, and that we can be good, but we have to recognise that Jesus is the Son of God, mm-hmm. that He was sent here. He is the Messiah. Yeah. Uh, John one twenty nine says, "Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He is the only one that can take away our sins and make us." And He can again. actually He transforms people. You know, mm. so many people don't realise the transforming mm. power uh, there is in the all powerful God. You know, there are so many things which they, you know, which people attempt to try to see uh, change occur in their life. You know, I'm conscious that, uh, uh, you know, I'm conscious of all the self-help uh, books that there are in uh, in many bookstores. You go in and there's entire uh, bookcases of uh, self-help books. And, of course, they have helped uh, numerous people. I remember uh, going in and uh, seeing one book, and it was a book uh, telling me, you know, how you can write your own self-help book. And I sort of thought, well, that's a, uh, that's an interesting self-help book. Um, it... <laughs> It's one of those things that, uh, hey, uh, could it be uh, that having a mentor in Jesus Christ um, is even better, can profit us more uh, than even these self-help books? Well, there's a lot of um, men uh, and women spoken of in the Bible where they committed a lot of sin. They were following God, but uh, they felt the need of of Christ and um, <clears throat> and were and were turned around. I think of Jacob in Genesis uh, twenty eight. Um, it tells a story there of Jacob alone and outcast, hated by his brother. He had lied to his father and had to flee. And Jacob had left all that he knew and he, and loved behind. He even 
and felt distant from God because of the sin he had committed, and Jacob feared he was completely and forever cut off from God and forsaken of heaven. And then Jacob one night lies down to sleep, and he dreams of a ladder that was set up on the earth, and it reached to the top, uh, reached to the heavens, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Mm. And this is saying that Jesus is the one who connects us to God. He came to reveal the Father to us, yeah. and he is connecting, reconnecting us back to the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's, yeah. the, that's the Trinity. Uh, John 1 51 says and he said to him most assuredly I say to you hereafter you shall see heaven open up and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man mm-hmm. and that is beautiful so it tells us here that Jesus is the only answer he is the most powerful one and the thing that I I know about Jesus is that he's never changing he he, he keeps his word he's the same and you can't find that yeah. anywhere else yeah uh, when you come to know him and trust him, and you were talking about people before who find it hard to to come to Christ and not believe in him, and it's simply because they do not know him. They do yeah. not know his character. Yeah. They base their assumptions on what they hear in the media, but have they actually sat down and read the Bible and studied it for themselves? Because if they did that, then they would know that the Bible is truth. It's so easy, you know, to get tied up in the religious forms, you know, going along maybe at uh, uh, to, to church at Christmas and uh, and Easter, uh, maybe to, you know, go do an occasional Sunday school visit, that, uh, that type of thing, if you like to go along with the religious forms. But, you know, it's when you actually transition from that uh, into maintaining and having and holding a uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, what you find is that you get this transformative power that takes place. You know, Eric, one of the things I've actually said to a few people, I've said, hey, look, you know, I mean, even something like education is important yeah. in a person's life. Yeah. Uh, education is vital. But, you know, education can only go so far. Education uh, can't actually transform the way the mind thinks. Um, but um, it can uh, it, it can build me up, but that transforming uh, change can only come from the Holy Spirit. And you know, to me, I've seen this in person after person after person. Uh, people who uh, start to change and react differently when they're being moved on by the Holy Spirit. Well, even Paul recognized that in the Bible, didn't he? When uh, in Romans he cried out, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? You know, and he was very high up in the, in the order of the times there. And yet he recognized his condition. And that I think is the main thing that we understand that, uh, that we are sinners, that, um, that Christ is the, is the only one that can save us. And to get that, you've got to be humble. You've got to actually get down on your knees and ask. Ask for forgiveness for what you have done. So there's a, a change in, in your mindset from doing it yourself and relying on who you are and what you've learnt to understanding that, hey, there's something different here. For James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from God. And I think that's that's what we got to understand. So anything that hurts you and troubles you doesn't come from God. <clears throat> it comes from the devil. And the devil seeks to destroy. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father 
but by me. And so Jesus is yearns for the people in the world today to turn to him. Yeah. And, and that's the great struggle through the centuries is the battle between the unseen principalities of power, the evil and the, and the good. And this is what is happening here. And <clears throat> he pleads with us to change. And the only way we can change is to let Jesus into our lives. And that means that we have to make that step. He, you know, I've often seen the door uh, where Jesus is knocking at the door. Behold, I knock on the door. You know, and it's for us to open that door and let him in. He won't force himself on us. And that's what I like about uh, Christ, that I, that I have found freedom through the scriptures and I found peace through the scriptures. Of course, we, you know, we all have worries and, and things come upon us, but we know that here is Jesus that we can trust. He is the one that we can put our faith in. And whatever happens in this world, what he has written in that Bible will come to true. I know there'll be no big explosion at the end of the world, the big wars that are happening, the nuclear uh, things that have been built up. That's not going to destroy us. We will still be here when that happens. Jesus tells us he's coming again. I believe him. Yeah. I truly yeah. believe him. It's not a hope. Yeah. But it's a reality. Yeah. And I think when we get to that point, we can say, hey, Christ, please put in me a new heart so that I understand these things. Yeah. No, what you're saying is so good. Uh, look, Eric, one of the things I suppose I'm really conscious of is I started by sharing about that uh, from an article where uh, we had a um, – this was a psychology – uh, based, uh, based website. And, uh, they were talking about the seven greatest human needs. And, uh, uh, Eric, um, th- this is that list again. Uh, they mentioned comfort, variety, significance, love, growth, contribution to society, and belonging. Now, you know, all of those I accept are vital needs for the human person. Mm. But, you know, when I come to Jesus Christ, it's almost as though Jesus wraps them them all up. You know, uh, when I come to Jesus, I start to understand what comfort is all about. Uh, you know, uh, the significance in my life. You know, I love it the way the scriptures talk about beloved now with the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God. It hasn't yet been, uh, we haven't yet seen what we shall be, but we know that when he does appear, we will be like him. You know, we suddenly receive the status and we are sons and daughters, kings and priests of the most high God. You know, love. Uh, what better example could you actually find of, uh, of love than the example of Jesus Christ when he came uh, to this earth, uh, you know, growth, you know, I love the way the Holy Spirit, when he touches the uh, mind of the uh, individual, is able to cause growth and uh, growth to, to occur, um, you know, belonging, you know, I'm part of a, I'm part of the family of God, you know, I mean, to me, as I bring, look at this list, I just turn around and just link them all together and I say, hey, I'm seeing that. But I'm seeing it in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. And, and the difference is that through Jesus, uh, he wraps all those things up and he brings that peace all together in our lives. Whereas before, 
but when we're carnal, what happens then is is that we trust the things of this world. We believe what the advertising says. We believe that the drink can do it for us. It'll take us away from our troubles. We depend on the things around us. When Jesus says, look, just hand those things over to me, and then what happens is that we place faith in him, and suddenly we find that we have peace in our lives that we never had before. And I think this is going back to the time before the fall, that this is what Christ wants for us, to experience that again, and that will happen when he comes again. We'll always be sinners on this earth. And what I love about Christ is that he sees us, uh, he knows us, and he sees us equally, and he treats us with loving compassion, that no matter what we do, he's there for us to save us. You know, even Paul, uh, known as Saul, prosecuted the Christians, and then yeah. he met Jesus on the road, and it changed his life. Yeah. How wonderful was that? He met Christ, yeah, and any listener today who's listening and is struggling to understand who Christ is, just allow him into your life. Meet him on the road. Meet Test him in your him. home. Test him. Him. Yes. Give him a go. You know, yeah. to me, I love that uh, that text that we sign off with every day on drive time. I, yeah. you know, it's uh, John fourteen fourteen two. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled. Or afraid. Do you know, when I sort of read that text initially, that's our sign off text, of course, here on, uh, on drive time. It really said something to me because I'm so conscious that there are so many who don't have, uh, that peace that certainly the Holy Spirit is able to give, uh, and, uh, provide, uh, to those who are struggling. And sometimes it can be a a scary step. Yeah. It can be quite scary to step out away from your friends yeah. and and move towards Christ. But the thing is that when you feel his presence in your life, then you know that everything else doesn't matter, that, that he has everything in his palm of his hand and the control. And then your family sees it and friends start to notice, hey, look, there's a change happening here. And they see the power of God in your life. And that's the greatest witness, the greatest miracle, of course, is somebody giving their heart to Christ. It's not, people look for miracles today, but that is the greatest miracle of all. And Jesus Christ has the power to change anybody's life, no matter what you've done in your life, and he will change you, and he will give you a better life, and he will give your family a better life, and isn't that all that we ask for, that we know him and have a relationship with him? And and that is, that's what the Word of God is all about, you know, right, the first three chapters of the Bible, you get the story of the fall of humanity, the last two chapters, you get the story of the recreation of a new heaven and a new earth, and in between, what have you got? You've got the story of the cross, uh, right between... The the two covers uh, where uh, it's simply saying, hey, uh, a saviour came uh, to give you uh, the peace, to do for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I love this uh, this whole story of the word of God. Eric, look, I'm just wondering, we do need to uh, to finish. Sure. And look, how, how would you feel? Uh, would you be able to pray, uh, particularly for any of our listeners who might be struggling right now, um, particularly for the person who might want to, might be considering testing the God of heaven. Sure. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you tonight, laying our lives down before you. We thank you for creating us. We thank you, Lord, for the love that you show us. And we thank you for the great sacrifice of your son, Jesus. 
And today, Lord, we are conscious of the time in which we live. We know there are problems everywhere and it's going to get worse. And Lord, we pray that anybody listening tonight who has questions and is struggling in their lives, Lord, maybe something bad has happened, maybe, Lord, they're on a track that they're not used to, Uh, things are happening in their life, they're not sure what's going on, I pray, Lord, that they will turn to you, that they will just get on their knees and say, Lord, I love you, I want you to come into my life. I need to change, Lord. I need change in my family. Please, Heavenly Father, come into my life and change me. That's all that needs to be done, Lord, and we know that you will step in, that you will start to guide them, that you'll bring people round to them that they need to hear from, that you will direct them in their lives. Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayer tonight. We thank you that you're the great God of heaven the most powerful one, the coming Messiah who's coming back to take us all home. So bless each listener, Lord. May we come closer to you each and every day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen Amen. and amen. Well, friends, it uh, does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on uh, Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'm going to be sharing with Pastor Don Felberg live from Perth in West Oz. We're talking about what is repentance. How essential is it in the Christian life? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 